0: there. Welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes, productivity and mindset coach and all-around soul-nudger for women in business. In this podcast, I not only talk about the process of inner transformational work, but share ways to maneuver through, to reconnect to a deeper sense of your worth, your brilliance, and your agency, especially if you're in your second stage of life. What I know to be true is that women in business can be both fierce and soft, while wholly being themselves, and still find room to be more bold in their thinking, more badass in their doing, and especially more brave in their being. Let's do this, shall we? Today I'm talking connections. But before I get to that topic, I've got a treat in store for you. Journal Circle is back. What is this new way of connecting? The Journal Circle, which is a monthly online kindred's meetup that transforms an enriching experience of solitude into a powerful experience of kindred souls in community. If you are new to journaling, I want to give you a true meaning of what it's about. And if you've been journaling for a while, I'm sure you'll identify with this definition. Journaling encourages your soul to whisper her wisdom in words, sometimes coaxed and guided by selected prompts. And through this new circle, you'll experience more ease, more clarity, more intention, more joy, more you. Know that this is not a writing workshop. I won't be teaching you how to chronicle your life, but rather It's a communal space to connect with yourself in a more resonant way as you circle with women doing the same. Journal Circle is a place to discover who you are without expectations or judgment. It's a place of reflection, rumination, and insight, so you feel more freedom in being wholly yourself. You'll receive insightful journaling prompts, guided worksheets, and maybe a creative exercise or two. Tips and suggestions for reconnecting to yourself. Plus, you'll enjoy laughter and friendship and kindness and know that you are held and supported. Our first meetup is Thursday, January 26th. Come and join us. Come home to yourself. Come and join us. Head to the show notes to find the link to sign up. Or go to kgracehouse.com forward slash journal circle to find out the bonuses of becoming a founding member of the Journal Circle. All righty, let's get to this week's episode. So first, a question for you. How are you doing with your connections? You know, human to human connections in your business. And know that I'm not necessarily talking about your business colleagues or members of your team, if you have one, although I'm not ruling them out either. But for the purposes of this episode, I'm talking about your peeps and your potential clients. And this is about marketing somewhat. So what is a mindset coach doing talking about marketing? Because your mindset touches all parts of your business, even or more accurately, I should say, especially your marketing. When I first started my work as a general life coach, I knew that making connections, aka marketing, would take up the bulk of my initial startup to get the ball rolling and build my client base. But I'm not going to lie, in my previous businesses, I seriously struggled when it came to effective marketing. And I knew I knew that I needed to get a handle on it for this new iteration of my work. I am an introvert through and through. I recognize that and actually don't hold it against myself anymore. So being quote unquote on as a way to attract potential clients always felt mm, off. I felt like I had to constantly switch between the internal me who was always so uncomfortable with the concept of marketing as i knew it at the time and the person i thought i had to be outside of myself for my marketing to be successful how's that for halfback ass thinking was this or is this still you too up until the last couple of years i fought with berated and yes i can say this i hated myself for not being able to market like I see every other blessed human being doing. Hello, comparisonitis. Take a seat. Make yourself at home in my brain, won't you? Throughout it all, I kept thinking, what the heck is wrong with you? And it's funny how, with all the work I've done over the years to conquer the feelings of not being enough, of feeling less than, of doing the work to understand my inner authority. Letting myself finally believe that I had a voice, the one place I couldn't shake this negative feeling was when I approached any marketing. I could not let go of those feelings of inadequacy. Now, I've purchased some simple and some more intense courses over the years. Plus, I've joined a few marketing groups to help me move past this struggle. And it wasn't until earlier in February of last year when I was on a call with a fellow coach and she said, so stop, do it the way you want to. You know like how a car screeches to a halt in a movie and the driver shakes the head trying to understand what just happened? That was me at that moment on the call. Uh, what? Shocked and in a stupor, I was as my head tried to rationalize what she just said. I haven't a clue why this particular time combined with her words were the magic elixirs I needed to finally shift my brain, but they were. In the previous episode, um, episode 40 I think it is, I shared that I've only quit one thing cold turkey, done. It was years ago when I found myself extremely unsatisfied and unhappy with everything about what I was doing at the time. After I quit back then, I never looked back, and I didn't pine for or miss the work I had enjoyed for more than 18 years, not even once. So like last time, last year, I upped and quit again. Marketing in a way that was opposite to, incompatible with, and contradictory to who I was and how I needed to operate. And can I tell you, unlike the last time when I quit, when I was nervous and constantly questioning the decision and rehashing over and over again if I could have done things differently, this time I felt the most liberating feeling. I didn't have to market the way I was taught, the way we are all taught, using techniques that weren't meant for me, or for that matter, any of us who are solopreneurs. And that's mainly because large companies or corporations have bigger marketing departments and the financial budget to warrant this more, let's say, aggressive way of targeting an audience. As the sole operator of our business, the only one running things, our needs and audiences are different. Not to mention the time factor involved. So we can actually choose to do differently in a manner that works for us and not against our energetic capacities. So yeah, I was done. The lightness I immediately felt was immeasurable and the joy, the joy was palatable. I just can't describe it any other way. All from not having to be on social media and not having to devise strategies that weren't of me, that sucked at my soul. Deep down, I knew it wasn't the way I wanted to show up, but I didn't think I could stop doing things that way. I had already swallowed the Kool-Aid. Okay, now sticking with this Kool-Aid analogy for a minute, for the vast majority of humans, our bodies are beautifully functional in that it eliminates all the waste we don't need. The brain, however doesn't work the same way. She's got cabinets and file folders full of crappy thoughts she holds on to just in case. So this was a different kind of Kool-Aid I couldn't get rid of. Now, you might be thinking, well, Grace, you could have quit this any time. It was, it is your business. And yes, that is true. But that's another funny thing about the brain. When thought patterns and ways of being and acting are so ingrained in your psyche, it's a difficult hill to climb to get to the other side, to be different, far less change one's whole thinking. And besides, who wants to be different in a soup of the same? Who wants to stand out that much? I want my businesses to succeed as much as other folks, so I so I continued to follow the formula and do things like everyone else. Four whole months after making that decision, after that f- fateful phone call, making that decision about how I market, I shut business down. Not completely shut it down. Let's just say I went underground with any front-facing work and I chose to go on what I called my July sabbatical to revamp, rework, and update the back end of my business and get in sync with the new business owner I was becoming after such a revelation months earlier. Okay, so what does ditching one way to do things have to do with human connection? Everything. It's the one component I was missing, one that we all tend to miss when we stay stuck in the hustle mindset to grow our business. What is human connection anyway, and why does it matter in your business? The following statement sums it up quite effectively. Human connection is a deep bond that's formed between people when they feel seen and valued. During an authentic human connection, people exchange positive energy with one another and build trust. So, yeah, it's part of that like, no, like and trust factor that we need to establish with our with our audience. And for me, marketing within a constrained set of rules detached and separated me from human connection, from relating with my audience, my peeps, and in a way that made me feel so uncomfortable. Which is kind of strange when you think about it, because my role as a biz mindset coach is all about connecting with humans, women in particular, by helping them reconnect to their powerful, badass selves so that they get out of their own damn way once and for all and start showing up more powerfully, more audaciously, more spiritedly, more authentically, and more themselves without the mindset crap slowing them down. So now that you have some backstory on all of it, Let's get to that original question I asked. How are you doing with your human connections? Are the negative thoughts so prominent that they interfere with how you are showing up in your business and connecting with others? Are you missing key ingredients like I was to keep you connected so that you are seen and valued by the people that matter, potential clients and collaborators? And now that you think about it, Are you clear on your own values and beliefs that maybe you need to do a deeper dive to find out what that's about? In order to connect on a deeper level with your audience and engage them in a way that has them gravitating towards you to hire you because you are the only person for the job, you need to convey to them your understanding of who they are. And for them to recognize this, they need to see what you're about. They need to be connected to you. A famous quote by Simon Sinek that I'm sure everybody's heard of is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So in other words, when you focus on why your business does what it does and not what it sells, you connect on those classic business levels of know, like, and trust. You get to make the connections that change the tide that expands your opportunities, that opens the door to possibilities and yet still being able to face your challenges. All of this is hope and risk intertwined, yet still grounded in your truths. And that, my friend, is about understanding and communicating your values. And one of the best ways to communicate those values is through human interaction and human connection. Because who you are is what your business is about as well. How you define yourself is how you show up in your business. The values you hold dear are the values of your business, your work, your intentions, and the people you draw to you. All of this reflects itself in your human-to-human connections. So you foster deeper, more enduring relationships to ride the ebbs and flows in life and in business. How they see you is important, but it's more important how you see yourself. So that is who shows up in front of them, human to human. So your question right now might be, well, how? How can you work to solidify your connections while still being true to yourself? I'm going to share five key concepts to keep in mind, mindset principles to help you gain clarity So you focus on what matters, to feel more secure in your abilities as you work to grow your business, and to make your human-to-human connections real and binding. This was a part of my own work last year. This first one is probably the most important of all to remember, and to do the work to create shifts that you need. Number one, reframe negative self-talk. Oh, We're so adept at creating the environment for our negativity to flourish, even thinking the most simplest of words like, I can't, that sets you on a completely different path, subconsciously that is, than the path you will go down by saying, maybe it's possible. Even the act of reframing how you describe an event or your actions helps to reset things in your brain and you forgo the maybe this is too harsh a word, but it it feels like this nonetheless, I'm sure. You forgo the self-flagellation that usually follows in one form or another. A friend of mine always used the phrase, redo please, with me, when something I said took me out of my power and agency and into a pessimistic thinking spiral. It was a reminder to me to re-examine the -the fall-off-the-tongue words I've just used and revise them so my brain doesn't hold on to those negative thoughts. Building connections is all about, number two, look for areas of growth. Your failure is a given. You're human. Two facts that you cannot, we cannot dispute. But just because you failed at one thing doesn't mean a darn thing except... Whatever you were doing did not work. You don't lose points or you regress. Nah. Your growth from failure depends upon your resiliency and fortitude and about taking the time to figure out the hidden lessons and the gifts of the moment and then integrating this knowledge for the next time. You will be challenged. And that leads to number three. Understand that growth and risk coexist. Risks are inherent in anything you do, and for the most part, taking risks is good. They perpetuate learning and help you reach your next level. It takes courage to step outside your comfort zone in order to go after what you desire. For some, only a little bit of courage is necessary, and for others, it takes a whole heap, but there's no judgment on how much courage you need to move forward. With risks comes rewards. And, as I said before, most definitely challenges. The important thing to remember here is not to back away completely when setbacks occur. And staying present in the moment to receive the gifts the challenge might be obscuring from your view. And if you find your mind starts racing again with unwanted, spiraling down thoughts, go back to number one and do that reframe. Number four, do your work to not wallow in comparisonitis. Your truest connections depend on you being realistic about your capacity and your abilities, not comparing where you are on your path to success to others' steps ahead of you. Comparing yourself to others doing the same work only serves to diminish your light and feed your self-doubt. It drains your mental strength and your energetic and emotional capacity. Don't look outside yourself for qualifiers. Reach inside instead. Understand your strengths and play to them. Know your weaknesses and work to minimize their effects on your actions. Instead of living in envy or demeaning your own qualities, look for ways to learn from others' success. Or better yet, find ways to collaborate. Make it a win-win. Stand firmly in your strength so you bring your Zog, your zone of genius, what you are good at to the table. And this last one is one of the first things I work with my clients on. Become more self-aware. I like to think of self-awareness as a magical elixir created by you for you. Self-awareness is conscious knowledge of who you are that is not defined by external forces, but by your own internal knowings. To be more self-aware, you must be present to your own thoughts, and, but not in a judgmental way. Better self-awareness is gained by doing the work to define and stand more firmly in your values and strengths, things I talked about earlier, and letting those be your foundational pillars to define your work, to build a solid client or customer base, and help you connect with others. Without connections, your work in business cannot exist. Connections are how you get to serve in the way you've chosen and create meaningful moments with others. How you connect human to human is up to you. Keep these five mindset principles in the forefront of your mind as you reach out and extend your hand and your heart. That's it for now. But before I let you go, can you do me a favor, please? Can you tell one person about this podcast? This podcast is about inner transformation and being more brave, bold, and badass in how we show up. So I want to create a community of connectors, women connectors in business and in life who look out for each other and learn from each other. Reach out to a friend or business colleague and let them know what this podcast is about, what resonates with you each week, and the takeaways you get from listening. One person connecting to another, committing to and creating connections between one beautiful soul and the next. That's how a community is created, isn't it? Help me create a community of beautiful women like yourself who are choosing to reconnect to themselves in a more resonant way. Remember, tell one person today, tomorrow, two days from now. Please and thank you. Alrighty then, till next time, be brave, be bold, stay badass.